big debates, unpopular opinions, and a whole lot more. Oh yeah, it's the Once Around Podcast, baby. Hello and welcome back to the Once Around Podcast. After an extended hiatus, we are finally back. However, we've not returned to talk of good fortune for the Rams. Unfortunately, since our last episode in August, Derby County have gone through arguably their toughest period as a club. Since that first international break of the season, the club has entered administration, plummeted to the bottom of the table through points deductions, failed to comply with FFP, resulting in a second points deduction, leaving the Rams a mega 18 points off of safety. With Derby rooted to the toe end of the championship, the acceptance of League One football for the foreseeable future has arrived. We're here to talk through an insane and difficult two months. I'm Kai and I'm joined by Ben to try and make sense of all of this. Ben, first of all, how are you and how are you feeling about this sorry situation that we now find ourselves in? Oh, I suppose if you don't laugh, you'll cry, to be honest. Um, I, I've talked to a load of people. I work on a checkout now and um, a few of them come in and talk about football. And yeah, all I get is pity, to be honest. They're like, oh, I feel really sorry for you, mate. I can't imagine what you're going through. And if I'm being completely honest, I try and keep my mind off Derby as much as possible to avoid um, falling into a deeper and deeper Depression. So yeah, I bloody love football, mate. <laughs> we're both in a sort of privileged position that we're not in the city at the moment, so it doesn't affect us as much as I think. Um, I've also been getting a bit of sympathy at, at uni, uh, not from championship supporters. Funnily enough, I think it tends to be more of a Premier League based sort of sympathy, where I don't think they quite understand what is really going on. Yeah. To be honest, I don't, I don't understand what's really going on. There's so much cracking off each week. That's it. I'm getting sympathy from Portsmouth fans who have, you know, been there, done the yeah, that's got the t shirt. Um, there is a lot of teams who have done it before. So there's a way out of it. But what is the next step then? Uh, the next step is see, get an owner in, I suppose. Um, Chris Krishna, uh, the American, seems. Like he is really passionate about the club, which you know is 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 heartwarming. Really, even if we are in League One, he wants to he wants to help us. He wants to give us the money to sort of dig ourselves out of this hole. Personally, when we go down, because it's not even an if anymore. To be honest, it's it's when when we go down, the possibility of coming straight back up is. It's, it's not a guarantee. I would hate to be the next Sunderland, but it's a possibility we've got to debate with. Um, overall, the one thing I think we can look forward to is this season is a free hit. Whatever we do, whatever wins we can pick up, it's, it's just going to bring a good feeling back to the city even though we know exactly what's going to happen at the end of the season. Yeah, it's looking like the inevitable now. Obviously, I think when it was just the minus 12 originally, it sort of felt like, well, it's only 12, it's four wins. It's doable, especially with the, with the championship being pretty weak this season at the bottom of the table. We, but I think this 21, it has killed us off now. Um, there's not much we can really do. Seven wins when we, we've only won three Oh, is it three so far with one? Um, yeah, it's 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 not shaping up brilliantly. Obviously, Reading have just been deducted per points themselves. They've been deducted six points for failing to comply with FFP. 
Is there a chance that this could happen to more teams in and around us? I hope so. <laughs> not, not that they're going to an administration or anything like that that we've been through. But yeah, it, it, the championship has, has been going off dodgy finances for years, especially with uh, parachute payments, paying God knows how much for Ismaili Saar. Uh, from Watford, even though they're not a championship. Well, they are a championship club, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I think it is going to start being dealt with. And unfortunately, Derby County has been used as the guinea pig to show what happens to a club. I wish it could have been someone else, but if it's us, we'll, we'll still keep supporting. We'll st- still keep going. I think Ed Dawes put it pretty firmly yesterday. It It's disappointing, but it's not surprising, really. It, we deserved it because I think when 18, 20, 18 months ago, 24 months ago, we sort of brushed it off and we were pretty chill about this whole situation. We just thought, oh, it's quite funny. Look at Mal, he's winding up the entire league. And that's the thing about hindsight, really. Um, it, always yeah. comes back, it always comes back to that, yeah. But yeah. that's football as well. 12, so. 12 months ago, Mel Morris was a hero. I, um, I don't think he was 12 months ago. It was a bit... 12 months ago, Koku had just been sacked and that was really the beginning of the end, mm. I think. Um, yeah. Obviously, we had that qu- little bit of a step up in January, well, December, January, and then that faded again in February. Thanks. Martin Waggle. Martin <laughs> Waggle. I think we need to thank Martin Waggle because if it weren't for um, his penalty on the last day then we would be on minus 21 in League One and looking at League Two for the Mm. 2022-23 season. That's quite a mouthful. Um, Ben, is Rooney the right man to lead us out of this mess? Obviously, Chris Kirchner has said quite a few times on Twitter. and Is it Kirchner? I thought it was Kirchner. I'm going with Kirchner. I don't really know, but we'll go with whatever you fancy. We'll just call him Chris. Um, he's said multiple times on, uh, I think it was on Radio Derby or um, other sort of platforms like that and on his Twitter that he wants to continue with Wayne. Um, is he the right man to lead us out of this mess with his lack of experience? Time will tell. Um, his record's really not the best, but the resources he have he has really aren't the best. I think next season... It'll be a fresh start. We will have have lost 75% of our best players, uh, whether academy or brilliant prospects we've brought in, like Camille Josviak. I think he'll be one of the first out the door, unfortunately. Um, If Christian Bielik gets anywhere close to playing the way he has and uh, stays injury-free, touch wood, uh, for the remainder of the season... Um, I think he'll be off as well. Uh, so that Polish uh, idealism <laughs> that we had at the start of last season will sort of have been lost. If if he can keep blooding the youngsters like Dylan Williams, Festi Abasele, because I I think they're on long enough contracts to stay, maybe play a season in League One and try and take us back to the championship. Um, and yeah, I, I I think Rooney has a vision for his scouting for the kind of players he wants to bring in. 
and with the finances that we'll hopefully have soon enough, who knows, we might assemble a championship squad in League One, but here's hoping. Yeah, um, I've spoken to a couple of League One uh, mates so far, and they've said the league this year is probably strongest since um, they were in it. He's a Wimbledon fan, so yeah, they've been in it for quite a, for a few years now, and obviously that's not beneficial for us if it is quite strong. Obviously, you've got teams like Wickham who recently went down at um, well at our expense, I'd say, but they they went down last season. Uh, Rotherham were always dangerous, obviously. There are teams coming down from our league still. We can't forget about that. There's still two more relegation places to play for in the championship this season. Yeah, so, I'm probably going to say Holland Blackpool for that. Um, Blackpool. I mean, Blackpool are doing really well at the moment. They're top eight, I think. Oh, I'm, oh, right. No, I'm, sorry. I'm going uh, Holland. Holland Peterborough. I am. They're oh no, season. yeah, Peterborough. Sorry, that's 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 my fault. I when I think. Blackpool, I think Richard Keogh, and when I think Richard Keogh, I think going down. So that's that is that is a fair enough comment. Um, <laughs> yeah, how many seasons do you reckon it will take us to get out of this? Because I personally, I think it's going to take at least three. I think it's going to be a hard reset for the club. I don't expect Rooney to be in the championship when we next enter it. No, but I do think that Rooney can spend two years at two more years at the club putting together a decent squad, bringing in players, using his contacts, um, and probably get uh, get picked up by a, a mid-table championship club, either like a, I don't know, Luton, something like that, mm-hmm. um, in 2023. And then we'll hopefully bring in uh, not an ex-England international, and a manager who's got a bit of experience, knows the league, and he'll fire us back up to, who knows, maybe Liam Rossinia. If if he keeps working and coaching the boys, he might be the man to step in. But I think that might be my Liam Rossinia bias because I think he's a wonderful bloke. I think that Liam Rossinia will stick with Rooney really now. I think that Rooney's sort of got his coaching team. He's formed at Derby. And um, with the likes of Justin Walker as well, I think they'll probably move on as a three or four. I can't remember who else is involved there. Obviously, Shea Given left earlier in the season. That mm. was probably looking back due to financial reasons, as well as um, a lot of issues with our goalkeeper over, a lot the, last of... couple, over the last couple of years. <laughs> um, is there any positives we can sort of take out of this? Because I've got one overriding thought. Um, mm. I've got a lot of Northern away games that season. <laughs> Lucky for some. It's a bit selfish, but I think, obviously, we've spent the best part of, what, 12, 13 years in the championship now. Mm. We've always said we wanted to get out of the league. Obviously, we didn't want to do it this way, but (laughs) it is a different experience for us. Obviously, it'll be only the fifth time we're out of uh, the top two tiers. Um, Have you got any positives out of this? Um, I've got a potential positive. Go on. Um, if we beat Forest in January, we hold that Brian Clough trophy for a, for a good few years at least. I saw on Twitter a Forest fan um, exclaiming about that and uh, begging to put everything into that game. <laughs> One of them also said, uh, can we postpone the game so we can relegate them ourselves? And someone replied back with, um, yeah, we could even put it back to the early February, which was quite nice of them. So, yeah, Lovely. Uh, we really need... 
I think we need what is it? 18 three wins every five games. We need 18 points, like well, so 21 points to not break the record for the lowest championship points, which is 18 set by Rotherham. Mm. So that is still doable. I think that should be our goal for the season now. Yeah, we we really can't start having two records for the top two leagues in England, can we? Unless Norwich should start to help us out as well. No chance. We we think it was going to happen last year with Sheffield United. And it's then, never going to happen, is it? Really? No. It's it's us. It's us. Yeah. Uh, I think there's one man who's sort of been the villainous. Uh, figuring this from hero to zero in the space of what was five, six years at the club. Mel Morris, uh, he put a lot of money into the club. So people will say that about him, but he's left us in ruins. And personally, my blame goes probably 95% on Mel Morris, 5% on the EFL. Uh, what are your thoughts on the man himself? He thought he just thought he was trying to be clever with with the way that we uh, paid for players. We didn't follow uh, the herd of uh, clubs paying for their players in the amateurs' amateurization. Amateurization. That's a hard there word we, to say. Luckily, um, we shouldn't have to say it anymore after this no, season. No, thank God. Um, and he thought he was being cool and edgy, but no, he. He was just ruining the club's finances. And I think having an owner with less ego and more just complete dedication to the club, such as Chris, Chris, Chris. (laughs) Um, having that someone who is sort of detached from their identity being from Derby or being and representing Derby and rather than just being someone putting the money into the club, that will really benefit um, benefit us and the finances. And also just just less appearances in the media. I mean, we're always going to have uh, televised games thanks to Wayne and God knows what, the size of the club in uh, in League One. But just, just not being on TalkSport, Every week, almost every day, it felt like at one point, um, talking about the state we're in, that would be nice. Just just to sort of fly under the radar, build a, build a nice little squad and hopefully get ourselves back to the championship and then Premier League 2030. Yeah, exactly. I, personally, um, my biggest qualm was with Mel was sort of from a journalistic like point of view, He'd like to go and talk to his friends on Talk Sport, but didn't really ever engage with local media who Ed and Chris Coles, they would get a lot of slack um, on Twitter about not talking to Mel, not intervening, basically, when mm. they they never got the option to be able to do that. There was points, I'm pretty sure, where there was a big sort of fracas, I think I'm going to say, between Mel and the local media, whether that be the written or um, radio. So I think we can move on from that perspective as well now. So if he's not talking to Rooney, he's definitely not talking to Ed Dawes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Obviously, we had that situation as well earlier in the season where Mel wouldn't even speak to Wayne about the situation. Obviously, there was that Sky Sports news clip that went about just uh, before the Stoke game where 
Mel, it turned out Mel hadn't spoken to Rooney since the start of the season, which... What, Rooney one-on-one, he spoke to them? Yeah, he spoke the to... squad and all the coaching staff. But he yeah. hadn't had a sit-down meeting with Rooney since uh, August the 18th. Yeah, which is pretty disgusting, really, and sort of narrowly co- coincides with when we did last did a podcast as well. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Maybe um, Mel's going to start talking again. Who knows? I think no. the, big, the biggest question for me is... Obviously, in the last few years of Mel's reign, obviously it started just after that QPR playoff final. So we'll we'll just count that in as a Mel sort of era. When did it go wrong? Playoff final 2019. Yeah, I'm in agreement there. Obviously, yeah. 2014, 15 was a poor year spending wise, but then also that Lampard season we've seen in the counts that yeah, the counts have now come out and it's a pretty Point. Was it 21 million or something we spent in that year? We lost something crazy. Yeah. Obviously, the Rowett year was quite large as well. But um, to not get promoted after spending that much money and bringing in the caliber of players as well. Yeah, you, you look at now Mason Mount, Fakir tomorrow, who should be called up to the England squad. Obviously, um, Southgate likes his mates. And then Harry Wilson, who is one of the championship's best players at the moment and will probably be playing. Uh, Premier League football next season again. Does it? I'm so glad he's actually found a club to stay at. Yeah, because uh, so am I. Because what was happening at Liverpool was a joke, really. Do you fancy another loan, Harry? No, I just want to go to a club and live there. I mean, he's pit- imagine he's- that in a Welsh accent. Exactly, and that was Harry Wilson. Um, moving on, I think we do have to talk about a match on Sunday. I've put QPR in my notes. I've realised that's uh, the week after this game. We've actually got Bournemouth on Sunday at 12pm, which is slightly different. Um, getting the Premier League times for ready for a League One club. How do you think this one's going to go, Ben? It's top versus bottom, isn't it, Kai? It's, it, uh, it is. It's a lovely contrast of form, of teams, of, you know, they've got a pretty well experienced championship manager we've got Wayne Rooney that's not disrespectful to Wayne but at the end of the day no. I think in in our position I would rather have Scott Parker at the moment yeah yeah well, I, th- I think most of us would um, I now that the points deductions come in you know, you've seen Curtis Davis put out stuff on social media talking about how it is just a big disappointment. But at the, at the same time, you've got to you've got to take into account they know what they're playing for now. They're just playing for game time to look good to try and get that move away, in which is a, a negative but also a positive. If they if they carry on playing like they've been playing. No one's going to go in for him. <laughs> well, the thing is, it coincides really with sort of Bradley Johnson's turn in form at the end of the 2018-19 season where, to be honest, since, since we signed him, he was pretty terrible for the, a good three years and then he decided to turn it, up for, turn it on for the last 10 games of the season and, well, he got his move. I think players will start playing for themselves, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing in this situation. Uh, any point we do get will be good. We could do with some goals. That's the big issue at the moment. Obviously, defence has managed fairly okay this season. Started off really well. We've had a bit of dip in the last few weeks. Obviously, a lot of games in a short period of time for 
a defense that's average age is well over 150 isn't great. Um, so that's just the center back. That is just Curtis Davis on him by himself. <laughs> yeah, I, it's one of them games where it's probably not the best one to have right after another point deduction, but it could also work yeah. in our favor where if you do go and get something, it's a big lift. Um, I don't know what the lift will do for anyone because I don't think anyone really cares anymore. So we'll go for your prediction now, Ben. Um, your first one since the Forest game. Can't remember what we did predict on that Forest game now. I Probably a win. Um, for me, I think it's going to be a draw. I think a nice 1-1. One, one, probably a late equaliser for us after being dominated for 89 minutes. And I fancy Jason Knight to get it because I, I think Jason Knight has absolutely come back in and and found his found his legs his lovely little irish legs that don't stop running so yeah one one jason knight um i'm gonna go for a three one bournemouth win i i just think it's one of at the end of the day they are the best side in the league they've lost one game this season to preston and preston had a mini upturn in form um but they're just they're, at the end of the day they're the best team in the league they will beat us. I think that's fair to say, and it'll be comprehensive. I expect Jason Knight to also get a goal. I think he's had a pretty good international break with Ireland. He was very good the other night for them. But I don't think a 3-1 loss is really... It, it's, it's not a bad result for us, considering A, it doesn't mean anything, and B, it's to the best team in the league. So we'll move on from that. Um and hopefully go and get ourselves some points against Fulham. Anyway, I think we'll leave it there for now. Obviously, it was just a little short catch-up to talk about the brilliant last couple of months. So we'll be back hopefully in the next week or so with more of us than just myself and Ben. Um, So thank you for listening to the Once Round Podcast once again. And please follow us on Twitter at Once Round Podcast. And we'll be back next week for another episode. Thank you.